The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. Welcome to 10 for 2, the Camp Tell Knower podcast presented by Northern Lights. Now, here's your hosts, David Yaz and Camp Tell Knower director, Ephraim Udowitz. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Dave. Happy almost summer. Can you smell the summer in the air, Ephraim? A little? Yeah, I think it's pollen. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, it is pollen, man. Pollen cop, the pollen acopolips or whatever they call it, the pollen fest continues every year. But anyway, at Camp Town Noir, there's never any pollen because everything is perfect at Camp Town Noir and on the shores of Sunset Lake. No one ever feels terrible. Everybody always feels happy and loved. Right, Ephraim? Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Well, there's a lot of love in the studio here at our Westwood Studios of Pod617.com tonight. I think we've got half of Bo Grote here or something, and there are other women. It, uh, Ephraim's going to explain everything to you. This is the future of Camp Tell Noir, summer 2019. Before we get started, let me tell you about our sponsor of 10 for 2, the Camp Tell Noir podcast, Northern Lights, much more than just music. Northern Lights is dedicated to helping you create the event of your dreams. Whether you want an elegant affair or an out-of-this-world extravaganza, the Northern Lights team of entertainment professionals will help you work to produce an affair custom to your style. Learn more by visiting northernlightsentertainment.com. They have rocked the beach at Camp Tell Nowhere. They'll be back in the summer of 2019, I'm told, and they're ready to rock your world. Start planning your event now at northernlightsentertainment.com. I know I'm from uh, Bar and Bat Mitzvahs. You, you girls here, you ever been to a, a Bar Mitzvah before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple, <laughs> a couple perhaps, and uh, Northern Lights always makes it fun, gets the kids up dancing, the motivators go nuts, the DJ goes nuts. So check them out, and thanks to our sponsors. Ephraim Udowitz is here. He's the director of uh, Camp Telenor. And all around, uh, half decent guy, from what I know of him anyway. And Ephraim, the floor is yours. I want you to introduce all the all, the all star cast we have here in the studio tonight. It's always my favorite is when he the applause. It always makes me feel really good. <laughs> we record extra episodes of this just so that I can get the applause. It's very very sweet. Yeah. No. So tonight uh, we have a full house here in studio. We have two of our bunk 18ers, our oldest girls. Um, so Jordan and Alex are here to join us. So ladies, you want to say hi? Hi. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Alex. And joining us also is our two assistant directors, um, Amanda Charson and Michelle Jackson. <laughs> He'll just keep playing the music. So you you <laughs> quite the royal entrance. There yeah. you go. It's true. Um, so tonight, um, we have an opportunity to just kind of talk a little bit, uh, more about how camp works and some of the traditions that we love. And one of the things that we've been really enjoying doing on the show is having different people come and share their experiences of camp. Um, so it'd be great if ladies, we're going to start with you, Alex and Jordan, um, just share with us a little bit about what you love about camp and, uh, what you're looking forward to most about this summer, your bunk 18 summer. Oh. God. Um, well, I think everyone that goes to Tel Nor says that, that they love the people. That's what they mm -hmm. come back to camp every summer for is yeah. your peep for the for your bunk, for your best friends and just the whole community aspect. And there's people who come from like even outside of Massachusetts that were unable or from like places farther away from us that we're unable to see throughout the year except for at big events like New Year's and so once we finally see each other at camp it's like 
it's really special. Where are they from? New York, New Jersey? Uh, yeah, there are some people from New York and New Jersey. There's people from just farther places in Massachusetts. And then we have a camp friend in our bunk who is from Maryland. Yeah. So it's everyone, everyone's all over, and we, like, are so all excited to see yeah, each other. Yeah, there are people who come from Israel. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, like, the counselors. Is it weird to see your camp friends, like, outside of camp? Yeah. Yeah. But it's always a nice reunion because it's like it's like you ha- time has like made up for itself because you finally get to see them again in like mm-hmm. the same like relationship and it's yeah. really nice. So so much a part of your camp experience, I'm sure, is like obviously your friends and the activities and your and your counselors. It's not often that you end up hanging out with some of the camp leadership, right? So in studio we have two assistant directors, myself, I'm the director. Like we hang out every once in a while over the summer, but we don't <laughs> hang out during the year like this, right? Yeah. So so now's your chance. You get a chance to hang out with us a little bit. What are some of the things that oh you Oh my like? god, they seem so excited. They thrilled, right? Hang out with the administration, right? <laughs> We are the coolest camp leadership. That, right. Um, so, like, what are some of the things that you feel like, you know, are so important to camp that when we start planning, and that's a lot what we do during the year, is we start planning, we start putting together the activities, the schedules, the bunking, all of that kind of stuff. What are some of the things that you guys look forward to during the year that we need to make sure go into the program, go into the planning? Um, one of the things things is definitely color war mm, we like the big, big scary one. breaks those you are fun you like the scary breaks oh, yeah. yeah i mean i've only been i've only had two color wars and everyone's like always said that like some of them haven't been good some of them like are just not yeah so they always like the scary we always like the scary ones now you know your mom's history with color war at camp tell Noah. we do do you not, my, not my you, Jordan. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I know. You don't know. You don't. You didn't know that your mom was a captain of Gala. Oh, I did. I Come did. On. I did. I did know that. I just didn't know if there was something else. But yeah, I did know. No, just that she was a captain of Gala and extremely proud. And I remember <laughs> on the on the yearbook, she was signing somebody's yearbook, and there was like a a graphic that had yellow on it and she wrote in big letters this should be green exclamation point <laughs> the funny thing is I've been on negative both two the two years mm-hmm. team negative oh yeah. boy go <laughs> oh boy we got a lot of divided house, house. Mm. yeah <laughs> but so color war is huge yeah. Yeah. So you're you're all in favor of the scary breaks. Mm-hmm. I think there's a Pod Six One Seven collaboration that we can throw in there. What's the uh, the horror one? The show? The I'm sorry. The oh, uh, Monsterland. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So good. Let's scary. work with them on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll plug that show a little bit. Sure. No, really? Yeah, I think so. Why not? We'll make okay. it happen. We'll make it happen. Um, we can make anything happen here in the world of podcasting, Ephraim. So your wish is our command. That's how it works. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> This is the best thing we t- we say this on every single episode, but we'll just edit that one out. That's okay. That's okay. We'll f- we'll see. We'll figure it out. Well, you earned that, Efra. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Crushing it so far. Um, so uh, we were talking about color. War. We were talking about some of the traditions. We were t- talking about like planning for camp and some of the things that you think like as campers you're looking forward to um amanda is our assistant director she oversees all of our camper care all of our program all of our bunk life and michelle is our program director assistant director in charge of all of the activities that happen at camp so i'd love to just start by just kind of getting a sense from you two ladies what are some of the activities that you love the most you talk about color war that's like a camp wide what about some of the electives that you love um 
I know for me personally, I like all the athlete, all the athletic activities, and I um, like all the art. <laughs> <laughs> totally different that way. But I know like a lot of people, and I especially do. We love like the waterfront, all the waterfront activities. Those mm-hmm. are so much fun. And granted, yeah. sometimes the water skiing boat might be broken, <laughs> but it's all it's all it's always fun to get on the on Sunset Lake and do something fun. Mm-hmm. And I like all the art electives because. We stay in there, and they put on music most of the time, and it's also another excuse to just spend more time with friends and just, like, do what we love. Because with art, we're able to talk. We're not running around the whole time. So we be, like, making each other necklaces or something and just be talking about, like, oh, how's your day? It's just a really good opportunity to catch up. So that's why I spend a lot of time in art. Nice. All right. Michelle, uh, I'd love for, you know, if you could just quickly introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about how you got to camp, and then we're going to get a chance to talk a little bit about sort of programming some of the things that you put into the planning of camp. Sure. So I'm Michelle. Um, I'm coming into my third summer at Telnor, so I think I came on board just over two years ago, um, and I'll make a long story pretty short, but I've known Ephraim for a bunch of years now. We both have two daughters, um, and they've been in school together for four or five years now. So that's how I know Ephraim and Jess. Um, And just about two years ago, uh, we knew, my wife and I knew that our family was expanding um, and that I was ready to maybe step away from full-time work. And uh, sort of ended up talking to Ephraim and timing worked out. He had a program director job that was open, um, not just for the summer, but for part-time during the year. Uh, And I took a leap. And that was, (laughs) that was, really the end of the story and here I am at CTN. The big joke is she wanted to cut back on her work and then (laughs) next thing you know she's working crazy hours and she's at camp all summer long and that kind of stuff. Michelle, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about, you're such an expert in figuring out the puzzle of programming and all the details that go into it. Talk us through a little bit about some of the things that are in your portfolio during the year and how you approach planning for camp going into the summer. So I'd say some of the biggest projects during the year is uh, really looking at that bunk activity schedule. Mm. Um, And, you know, I've been asked, doesn't it just stay the same year to year? And, you know, the the core of it does. We want to get, you know, every bunk to waterfront three times a week. We want to get groups to athletics three times a week. But when the bunks are changing and the numbers change, um, you want to make sure that everything fits together. So that's sort of one big project. The other big project is the electives. Um, figuring out what we're going to offer. What did people really love last summer that we can continue to offer that maybe we need to have more of? Um, Maybe what wasn't as popular that we could think about phasing out to make room for something new and cool. Uh, And then working with the department heads in the off-season to figure out what are those new offerings? What did we hear in the summer? What's going to expand? What department can we expand? Where do we need more staff to make things happen so that everyone gets what they want? Hey, Ephraim, may I add a historical note about how difficult it is to program the activities for Camp Tel Noir? <laughs> Please do. So there was one summer where, for some reason, in the first uh, week or so of camp, things just kept getting screwed up. It was like two bunks would show up at the archery range for, at the same period, or like you'd go to the waterfront, there'd be no staff. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. And the counselors kept looking at each other and going, BFU, BFU, BFU. And we had a new program director uh, named Benny. He was kind of short on personality, to be honest with you. He was a bit of a, bit of a difficult guy. 
And so we soon discovered that, uh, and this is the podcast version of this story, that BFU stood for Binny Fouled Up. And so <laughs> Binny couldn't help but, but following up everything. So it's like, hmm, BFU, BFU. Or it would BSS, Binny said so, if you just had to do something <laughs> Binny said so. So, um, uh, Benny, wherever you are, uh, we remember you uh, fondly as far as you know. There we go. And there will be no MFU. No, that is not. (laughs) No doubt. There we go. Preemptive strike. Well-oiled machine when Michelle's in charge of programming. Um, You totally just uh, distracted me for a second. I was like, I had a great follow-up question. That's my job. That's (laughs) my job. job. Thank you. (laughs) It's called producing. This is the best part of it. This is like the back and forth. You will see. Yaz has got this under control. And we keep going. Back. <laughs> More back, less forth. Let's. All right. What? 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 What are we talking about next? I mean, listen. Throw me. Uh, I am Mr. Camtel Noir. Throw me a subject. You want to talk about evening snack? You want to talk about afternoon snack? You want to talk about bunk activity? You want to talk about bunk night? I'm an encyclopedia. Yes. Do you still have your schedules from when you were a camper? Yes. And I'll remind everyone that today is an M1 day. No, it's uh. uh, uh you guys don't do that anymore, do you? We used to have M days and Carrie. What was it? M days and. And S days? Yeah, M days and S days. I guess you don't do that anymore, judging by the blank stares in the room. Anyway, <laughs> let's just say scheduling is important, and it's, we're really good to have Michelle here. That's your segue back. Thanks, I like it. get the pod back on track. Here we go! Nailed it. And good. Amanda, our assistant director, <laughs> who oversees all of our camper care. Amanda, you're kind of new to your full-time year-round job, but not new to the Telnoir community. Just share a little bit about your background, how you came back to Telnoir, and some of the things that are in your portfolio. Great. So um, I started off at Camp Telnoir in 2011. I came for the summer. I was actually looking for a full-time job, and I was offered a seasonal job, and I thought, "Eh, okay, maybe I'll do that. So I started as one of the program directors, and I ended up coming back for three summers until I actually got a full-time year-round job and I wasn't able to come back to camp. Um, but I loved Camp Telnora since the day I set foot there. The, one of the first things I, I recognize and one of the things you guys have already mentioned is the relationships and the people, and that was the best part about it. So I was lucky enough to stay in touch with everyone throughout the years. And, you know, um, once I saw that there was an opening, I got very excited to apply for the position and reach out to my friends, Becca and Ephraim, and, you know, just see if there was an opportunity for me there. I left the Temple world where I was one of the educators and I ran youth programming. So I have the programming background like Michelle, um, but I'm really, really excited to be on this side of things. Nice. We're thrilled to have you. It's kind of like I would say, you know, more and more of my friends end up being year-round camp professionals like Alex it's a weird thing that like when you're a camp person you always have camp friends and then all of a sudden like you become a professional and you're no longer going to camp as a camper and still all of my friends are in the camp bubble like that's that's just how it is Um, but most of my camp friends sort of feel like they are camp directors during the year and they're very lonely because they have no one else to hang out with during the year and they just wait till camp I'm very fortunate that I get to work with two awesome people who really make it a ton of fun and bring a lot to the table. So we're thrilled to have you guys here tonight. And of course, thrilled to have you as part of the team. Are you saying it's called 10 for two because we're losers for 10 months and then stars for two months? Because the the dark side of it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hate on rainy days. That's what I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is uh, the club. I I mean, we, we used to bump into each other over the off season and say, Hey, can't tell no or we're losers for 10 uh, but we still got those two months where we get to go back and look forward to it exactly the two best months of the year no actually that's actually so we 
when we um, started the podcast, we, we, we wanted to call it 10 for 2. And I get that question a lot, actually, when I post that we're, you know, doing an episode or whatever it is, I post it on my Facebook and like I get questions. People are like, what is 10 for 2? What is 10 for 2? How do you guys explain 10 for 2? Well, it's pretty, honestly, since being in a town where a lot of people go to overnight camp, it's a common phrase that's like, you basically go to school for 10 months, you see all like your home friends, and then you go to camp for two months where you thrive. Like one of, someone I know in my Spanish class has this sticker, like I live for 10 months to thrive for two. Mm -hmm. So basically like you're doing your best and like living life to the fullest over at camp because... You're with the best people and, and at the best place. Yeah. What, how I would define it is um, it's like it's a lifestyle. Like we're living 10 for two. And my what I would define it as, I guess, is like my friend and I were texting the other day and she said like um, the 10 months of school are hard, but like it's going to make for awesome like camp stories for those two months. And so we're basically everything that we do in those 10 months are for those two months at camp. I love that it's a lifestyle. I identify. <laughs> I identify as a camp person. That's what I identify. Yeah. I feel like on on our side, we're all Michelle, Amanda, and I all went to camp as kids, and now as year-round professionals, I sort of feel like I get it as a kid that ten for two, but the ten for two feels a little different to us. Like, <laughs> what's it like in the office for us? Ten year, ten months, you know, in anticipation for the two. So for us, it's a little different. Um, you would think that it'd be like camp year round, right? Like we're, we're working for camp year round. So the 10 months must be like the two, but it's really quite different. Um, we definitely miss all the activities and all the smiling faces and all of the laughter. Um, but for us, it's kind of, it's exciting to prepare and, and do everything so that we can see that in the summertime and, and watch you enjoy what we've worked hard to, to put together. And it's really, it's the most worth it when we get to camp and you guys are there. Pardon me if I missed this, but Amanda, where did you go to camp as a kid? I went to Camp Danby. Oh, okay. And uh, Michelle, where did you go to camp? So I actually didn't go to overnight camp. I did. Oh, I nice fact-checking of Ephraim. Way to go. <laughs> I didn't say we were all overnight campers. Oh, all right. All <laughs> well, camp day people. camp can count. That can count. I, I did day camp. I okay. am from Marblehead, so I did Children's Island okay. up in Marblehead through the Y, and I did a whole bunch of sports camps. I'm glad that you pronounce it Marblehead because only snooty people pronounce it Marblehead. <laughs> right? Am I right? Maybe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she cannot comment on that. Right, she, right. She's still very well connected there. So, political reasons. I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I sort of feel like every time I see on Instagram or whatever it is, someone posts like, I can't wait for camp, I can't wait for camp. I'm sort of conflicted because I can't wait for camp and we have so much to do. <laughs> and we're like always freaking out like, oh my God, we're we have so much to do, but we're almost there, we're almost there. 50 days. Yeah, so soon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on the show, we, we typically have a segment that we do called Flagpole, which is kind of like a quick lightning round of questions. Um, we're going to do something a little different. Um, tonight, um, our Bunk 18ers, Jordan and Alex, prepared a couple of questions for Amanda and Michelle and going to get a chance to share a little bit about who they are through the questions and sort of the interview of our Bunk 18ers. So you guys want to lead us off with that first question? How many questions we got? I don't know. We'll see. Four or five. Okay. Um, okay. Well, hold on. Question number one. Okay. We're um. So, sh like, share your background, like how you got to CTN, and what were some of your experiences you had as a kid, and then when you got to do like your work, like how was camp different, like working there, and then as like a camper. Wow, that is a multi-part question. <laughs> that is a great question. 
That was a great question. Um, so I, like I said, I went to Camp Danby as a camper. I started actually when I was 11 years old, and I only had five summers at camp, and I never felt like I had enough time. I felt like I needed more time, I needed more time, so I went back and worked for camp. Um, and eventually when I put out for a full-time job and I was contacted for a seasonal job at Camp Telnar, I said, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And so I found Camp Telnar kind of that way. Um, in my off season, I was a teacher full time and I also was a youth director. So before I, I still have my summers available to go to camp and I spent five summers at the camp that I went to okay. and three summers at Camp Talnar. And then I, I ended up going back to work full time, but now I'm back and I'm excited. Nice. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think you said Michelle, something about what, what experiences did we have when we were younger? So I knew... I would say from a very young age that I always wanted to work with kids. I was that, you know, upper elementary kid in the neighborhood who was playing with all the younger kids who wanted to be the mother's helper, who would go across the street and help out with the four-year-old and ask if she was home, um, organize activities and games in the backyard. So I, I knew that I always wanted to work with kids. Um, after I graduated from college, I actually did an AmeriCorps program where I was a tutor and mentor in Boston Public Schools. Uh, and I thought about becoming a teacher, but then I fell into a job at the Jewish Community Center as the after-school director and the camp director. And I realized how much fun what we call out-of-school time is um, because you can still teach and you can still sneak the learning in, but you get to be super creative and figure out ways for kids to have fun and let them try new activities. And um, so that's sort of the path that I took and being at camp and being outside in the summer and being able to do that for 300 plus campers uh, is just awesome. Okay, who was your first CTN friend? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I'll jump in. Is that okay? So aside you from the fry, you don't have to say me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fry is the real answer. Um, so this is a good story. After I was hired, I think of Fryam and Becca, um, our former assistant director, who is now at Pembroke. Uh, we're trying to figure out how in the world they were going to teach me everything I needed to know about programming at camp. And so I remember very clearly Ephraim invited me over to his house with Becca, um, where I had been before, so it wasn't a foreign place for me. But, you know, our kids have had plenty of play dates. Um, and we sat in his kitchen and we had a bite to eat, and they just were kind of dumping their brain and letting me ask questions. And in the middle of all of this, Becca's like, we, we need to do this dance. And I don't even remember what this guy's name is, but there's just really, like, sort of weird YouTube video of a guy who does a dance and you have to follow along. Now, if you know me, dancing is not my strong suit. I am not confident in my sense of rhythm at all. I am more of an athlete. So um, you but don't Becca like Shabbat made, then. You don't like the Shabbat No, dancing. I actually do love Shabbat <laughs> dancing because at camp, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't sure. matter. But in the middle of Ephraim's kitchen, Becca made me do a dance. I'm pretty sure she recorded it, made some boomerang out of it. Yep. Some kind of dance like this on YouTube. If we can get double dream hands up on the screen. Double oh, dream hands is, that's the, what it uh, is. is the YouTube clip. Coming up, boss. So I don't know if that made Becca my first friend or my first enemy, <laughs> but I love her nonetheless. Uh, okay. Um, Amanda, how about you? Yeah. Um, so my first summer, I had the opportunity to live with two other girls, Allie and Jen Jackson, and... You have to say Jen Jackson. You can't just call her Jen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So Jen became one of my very first friends at camp. We were there all three summers that I was there. She was there with me, and we lived together every time we lived in the same house. So she was, like, there to take care of me. Every time I had a long day, she'd bring me a coffee into the office, or if she knew I needed a break, she'd say, come to the drama department and come see what we're working on and what we're doing. So she was... 
She was very, very welcoming. She was, we, we called each other work wives. So she was my camp work wife. Mm. Are we going to make Michelle do the dance now? We just found the video. <laughs> so. Double dream hands. So the best part about this is this guy just kind of like will instruct all the movements and you just mirror it. Oh my. This guy seems kind of creepy to me. But. Yeah, very. First your right hand. Now fist to your sides. Just imagine, three of us in a Prime's kitchen. Right. Oh my. This is probably the most randomest dance you had to do. First, both hands. <laughs> when we do a uh, senior staff, when we have our own dance for MTV night, this will be what it is. Oh, wow. Uh, Up, punch, oh, across. Oh, Frank, say, we Frank, we actually decided just to plan ahead this year, so our bunk, we made certain committees, and one of them was actually planning on our MTV night dance. Because when you have, like, 30 girls in a bunk, it's hard doing it in maybe two, two days. So we decided to be efficient and work ahead. I want to know what those other committees are. Thanks, oh, man. okay. We we got a lot. Is there's there like a, a lot. fundraising committee, a marketing mm, committee. No, there's actually there's like a m- committee that focuses like on our merch, like one that does like dress up every day, one that does like social. Yeah. Wait, did she say merch? merch. Yes, <laughs> merch. <laughs> we make our we not have merch, not merch, but we have our own sweatshirts with. We have a logo. Yeah, your own version of merch. Yeah. Swag. Northern yeah. Lights sponsoring it. Bunk 18. <laughs> no. We, we don't sell it. We don't give it out, but we keep it just to All the rep better, our bunk. Yeah. Keep it in the bunk, yeah. I hope there's a banquet committee. Um, oh. Uh, oh. Well, isn't that kind of just like... Isn't that kind of just like what we do anyway? Yeah, the bo- honestly, like we'd also have to consult with the boys, but they wouldn't really care that much. <laughs> yeah, they don't care about banquet. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> do they care about merch? I don't know. I don't even. I don't know what they're doing. They don't, don't have even... committees. Their committees are a mess. I'm sure their bunk eight like t-shirts have something, but they need an organizational consultant. They... Yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm in the words of Danny Kramer. You know, the way our bunk rolls, we just show up. We don't really plan too <laughs> yeah, much. That, you know, we sounds, figure it out. That sounds like them, that's honestly. Them. And that he was the organized one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, we were, we were talking about Jen Jackson. We got distracted. We were talking about Jen Jackson. We got distracted by, by banquet committees and merch. The all-famous Jen Jackson. Okay, I have another question. So what is your ideal camp day, starting from breakfast all the way to evening activity? I don't know. I have to say French toast sticks for breakfast is probably mm, one of the best. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the perfect day would be sunny all the time, but not too hot. Everyone's able to go to all their activities. Everything seems to be going on all at once. You can walk around camp. You can stand outside the office and you can see 20 different activities happening right there. <laughs> um, but smiles on everyone's faces, no rain. Right. I think we all agree on no rain. Definitely. Um, But just a normal, typical camp day would be perfect for me. I'd throw rain in in the morning. If you get rain in the morning and then you get, Michelle's like already freaking out. No, if it changes the (laughs) schedule. Then you can skip lineup. You can sleep in If we get rain in the morning. I love rain in the morning. As long as it's clear by first period. Yeah. As long as we don't have to do schedule changes. And all the fields are dry. And it warms up. (laughs) <laughs> so I second a lot of what Amanda said, and I'll, I'll add in a few, a few little things. Um, one would be berry bar. Mm, yes, but wait, with enough berries, enough yes. berries, enough mm-hmm. enough berries for everyone, because you don't, because we definitely know from a couple of years ago when all those bunk eight and eighteeners and all the all Bill Grimbogro <laughs> making, if you 
don't have enough berries for Berry Bar, I guarantee you it will be a TNL sketch. Yeah. It will yeah. be turned into a TNL sketch. I have PTSD from that. That was, <laughs> it was bad. I did not have like, enough raspberries. There was pushing. There was like. <laughs> people were knocking each other down to get to those like raspberries. <laughs> That's a tell norm meme. Nice yeah. of the norm, except on Berry Bar. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Michelle. You're, no, you're no, dead. It's all, good. it's all good. It's all good. Uh, what else would I add into my ideal day? The, the weather would be like 75 and sunny, so everything can happen. No one's too hot. You know, nice little breeze. Uh, I would say I get a walkie-talkie call that I'm needed to be a judge in a MasterChef competition. So that I get to go over to Carrie's class and uh, and try out all the the creations that the groups have made, Um, and maybe even a little time to get out on the lake with either a few campers or maybe another staff to get out there and enjoy the lake and see sort of everyone having a good time. Do you guys have favorite evening activities? I do love TNL. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that one's a really funny one. All right, so for, for, the, for the old people in the room and listening, what is that? Telnor Live. Telnor Live, which... It's like Saturday Night Live, but Telnor Live. And campers come up with all of the skits and counselors can help, but we do... Oh, my God, I love it. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, some people do skits. Some people do, like, videos, like, mm-hmm. funny or die videos almost. Um, but they get really funny. I was fortunate enough to be a part of one last summer, <laughs> and uh, as the director, I, I'm very well aware that anytime I'm involved in anything, it's it, it's part just for me to have fun, and mostly for the rest of camp to have a good laugh at my expense. Parody. Also, right. you weren't you in running? You were in Running Man last year too. I, I had a scene. Yeah. 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 Did okay. you get murdered? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, fake murdered, obviously. <laughs> there were some people who I'm sure were hoping, but no, that was too too harsh, too dark. Okay. So I keep I keep uh, telling Alex about her own family, but I was telling her before we started recording that her her aunt Stephanie was a absolute star of the talent show at Camp <laughs> Tell Noah with her friend Kim. They were a comedy team. They used to do like these phony ads and stuff. Okay, so promise me you'll will you ask your aunt about it? Yeah. I will. N- yeah. Can you see her doing that? But like possibly. Yeah. That's. Uh, Ste- uh, Stephanie Weinstein, shout out to Stephanie. I remember that that comedy team fondly. We'll pull that one up on the screen too. Can we get that one? Do we have that in the? Archives? I don't know if it ever made YouTube. Mm. Pre YouTube, unfortunately. She'd My probably space? be very happy about that. <laughs> probably right. Yeah. So this one that I was in last year was uh, two British counselors um, put together. Alana and Georgia, amazing, amazing video called uh, Camp Fever, and it was I all remember. about how. You remember, remember? You guys wanted to? Do you remember? Do you want to describe no, it? I, I kind of. Uh, Were weren't they like there's like an epidemic or something and they called it like camp fever like there's they explained all of these like funny symptoms and they were like it's because of camp yeah it's like <laughs> that weird thing when you like do camp traditions or use camp terminology yeah. outside of the yeah, bubble yeah and they went outside they went like to um, toss and sauce or whatever it was and Don't they like they started saying like hakshibu hakshibu na like um, get us like a square pizza or something and everybody was so weirded out <laughs> it was really funny yeah they go into Target and they're yeah. like at the section in Target where they have all the like greeting cards and all the birthday cards and holiday cards and something like that and there's a guy just perusing through them and like looking to pick one out and they're on opposite sides and then they both start at the same time and they start singing the letter writing song oh. <laughs> like, today is letter writing day writing day writing day security <laughs> we, and don't uh, forget the stamp right yeah. we have it. 
issue one, aisle three, there are strange people singing a strange song. Yeah. That's, right. that's Camp Fever. I think they got kicked out of a store once. <laughs> I think they were skipping around the, the room in Dunkin' Donuts oh, singing Happy Birthday happened, to yeah. someone who worked I at Dunkin' Donuts. Skipping around Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, hold on, I'm going to remember Say the name of the restaurant. Birthday. It was uh, Welcome to... Uh, it'll Mose. come to me. Yes, Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> that's what it was. It was Welcome to Moe's. Awesome. So TNL is Amanda's. <laughs> Michelle, your favorite. It's really hard to pick just one. Can I name a few? Go for it. You're the program director. You're the assistant director. Do, yes. do, do what you want. All right. So I'd say uh, one that comes to mind is MTV Night uh, because I'm always so impressed with how quickly all the bunks and staff pull off these dances and the things that they've put together. So um, is this like a lip sync thing where you pick a song and you... Oh, they have that too. You do like a live video. Like a, all like right, so a what lip sync dance. But it's like the second night of camp, so I don't even know how they pull this all together, but they do. Mm-hmm. So, but they prepare. So, they have, they have it, committees. Yep, <laughs> this bunk <laughs> with its committees. That's just for so. our bunk because we want ours to be like really good. Yeah, we so did. we plan. Yeah. We did some planning ahead this year. <laughs> <laughs> but last oh, wait, year <laughs> we tried. We tried, and after like we'd have like we decided to have four girls choreograph the whole thing and teach it to all of us. And so being a bunk of mostly dancers, this was probably, like, a smart thing to do. But then there's, like, the other half of us that are, like, trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And we would just be super happy and start cheering when we actually get a part right and do it right how it's supposed to be. So, wait, so just so I understand, uh, each bunk gets a turn, right? And you go up on stage and you just, you dance or do something to a song. Right? You dance. Is that, you you basically just dance. It's legit choreography. It's like a dance recital. What about the boys? When the yeah, boys they do, do that they too. Do they dance? It's oh my god, Ephraim, what have you done different. to my camp? <laughs> it's basically like they all get a chance to like live the dream of being a boy band, but instead of it being a four person oh. or five person boy band, it's a 18 person boy yeah. band. I like it. They, they, I, I don't think there's any regrets. I think our boys get pretty into mm, it. They, um, they wear tutus and they paint their faces and they dress up pretty. So, what song did you guys do last year for MTV Night? We did oh. the Pitch Perfect rip-off. That was our lip sync. We actually did, like, <laughs> Silence or whatever by Khalid. Oh, yeah! Mm-hmm. Uh. And and uh, you got a plan for summer 2019? You're not allowed to reveal it? Uh, we're not allowed to reveal it. Definitely not. But, like, our committee has been <laughs> planning it since before. Since, like, they've had it finished by New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Amazing. We want it to be, like, record-breaking. <laughs> and it, just since it went you back have for several... Several redrafts back and forth. Into, it's got sent off to subcommittee. Yeah. Back to the committee, right? It's true. Go ahead, Ephraim. Yeah. But just so, because you have the talent, will you choreograph and then teach it to your mom and then your mom can teach it to the rest of senior staff? And then no. we can, <laughs> we need to, we've been, we, we haven't really shown up for those. Yeah, Jordan's going to choreograph the senior staff dance. Nice. This year I'll be in it. Double oh dream my God. She won't let me. I choreographed the um, Dancing with the Staff last year. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that funny. That was on my list. Yeah. All right, okay. wait a minute. Sorry, old guy has questions. Dancing with the staff. Like Dancing with the Stars, right. except it's three. So it's three or four campers, depending. Two. To, right. Well, two from each bunk. Two like two girls, two boys, one like counselor from each bunk, and you dan and you dance and basically you like there's senior staff like judging you on it, mm-hmm. and then basically who has like the best score at the end like wins. I guess. Do you, you, do you get to pick which counselor you dance with, or the counselor basically? 
yeah. Well, the, the, cam- okay. the counselor chooses what campers out of a hat, but the counselor, okay. basically the counselor that feels the most like courageous and brave decides to do it. Right. I, it, you know, you don't want to get the dorky counselor. You want to get the cool counselor. Oh, no, right? you do want to get the dorky counselor. That <laughs> just makes it funnier. Oh, because it's comedy. Okay. Yeah. I like it. New tagline, dorky is the norm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so Ephraim must be the first choice. I am. <laughs> I, I am. I have to turn him away. I just say I can't. I can't be in all the dances. I have a day job. Dancing with a prime. I don't. No, that doesn't sound right. Everybody dances. With. Okay. Moving right along. Okay. Um. When you need a reminder of the awesomeness of your job, where and how do you find it? So. I um, actually just started my job in February, but some of the things that, I, that I've that i noticed that remind me how awesome my job is um, are the days that we go up to camp and we get to start like looking around and prepping things and visualizing what it's going to look like this summer. Um, also, some of the highlights have been so far, I had the opportunity to go to Israel and work with some of our Israeli counselors and they are super awesome and I'm so excited for them to come. Um, but they've really, their energy really helps us, you know, start to see that camp is right around the corner and we get super excited. And, you know, we've had opportunities to meet up with some of the counselors, some of the counselors who are living in Israel that used to work for camp or currently work for camp, some of the counselors who are coming back this summer and we get to have lunches with them and and they come into the office. So those moments when it's not just us in the office working on things and we get to see the other people who are camp people that are our camp people, it's, it's really just kind of awesome. Amanda's like, basically, anytime I get to hang out with someone who isn't Ephraim <laughs> is, uh, is a nice reminder. Well, I think if it's during the summer, <laughs> if it's during the summer, just, just walking around camp and seeing everything happening at once, and uh, I think, you know, that's a great reminder of, of how amazing camp is. I think in the off-season, uh, for me, I love watching the videos um, I had the chance, I, I didn't go to Israel, but I did get to go to England and train our British staff. And we showed them a bunch of videos from uh, camp last summer. And watching them, you just looked around at some of the returners, and we all just had these big smiles. Um, and so I think that's just a, a great reminder of everything that happens and, and how great it is. And then, and then one last one. Uh, this past winter, I was skiing up at Loon, and I had my CTN hat on, and I have the bumper sticker on my car. And I want to say I was stopped four times by people, uh, not even tell nowhere people, someone from Yavna, someone from another camp, and everyone just wants to talk about camp. And I think that in itself is just a reminder of how cool it is. Michelle, it's funny you say that because I was just kind of driving around Westwood today and I got a, had uh, pulled over to get gas and uh, text on my phone and someone texted me a photo of the back of my car with the tell nowhere bumper stick, uh, tell nowhere, you know, stickers, you know, the, what do you call those stickers? Magnus. Whatever. Magnus. Magnus. The Magnus. Thank you. Uh, right on the back. And it was my friend, Abby Stern, uh, formerly Abby Rabinovitz, who was kind of a grand dam of uh, Camp Tell Nowhere back in her day. And she said, I was trying to get your attention, but, uh, and so she knew obviously because of the tell nowhere thing. So of course I called her a stalker and we went on, but, uh, yeah, people recognize it. And and are you like me when you see a, a Camp Tell Noah uh, sticker on the back of a car? You're like, hey, I wonder who that is. You pull up alongside. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the person, they think you're weird, you know. But, you know, it's the bond. No, yeah, no, yeah I definitely do. I always wonder, like, which, camp per- which person from which camp am I going to run into today? And how yeah. exactly do I have a relation with them? Yeah, and there are a few of them in Sharon. Right, Alex? Uh, tons. Just- <laughs> <laughs> They 
all go to Pembroke, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but, like, I run into so many camp people during in the halls, and it's just like, do I say hi or do I not? <laughs> because, because you know them differently. They're like, you know them in two different worlds, right? Yeah, it's weird, no, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have another question. In your time at CTM, what are some things that you're proud of? What are some things you see and bring to the table in the future? So in my time, back in my old time at CTM, one of the things, and I mentioned it earlier, one of the things that I'm most proud of is just the relationships that I get to watch unfold in front of me and how inviting and inclusive all of the people at camp are. Not, Not just the campers, not just the staff, not just... You know, the people who work in the office, not just our nurses, but everyone all over camp. Everyone is very inclusive and inviting and welcoming and kind. And that's one of the things that made me feel so at home at first, but also has brought me back here. Um, I would say, uh, you know, there's some things, uh, uh, there's a lot that people don't see that goes on behind the scenes. Um, And I'm proud of just bringing a lot of organization to behind the scenes. Um, whether it's a, a Google Drive with everything that we need to know all in one place, which I know campers aren't going to notice, nor do campers really care. But, you know, I think for staff, figuring out how in the fast-paced, crazy, chaotic world of camp to keep people on the same page and figure out how we get everyone the information, how when it rains we get schedule changes out, um, you know, I think it's a challenge that there's still work to do on, but to be able to keep us organized and keep things flowing smoothly is uh something that I'm proud of. Come a long way since the days I used to do the athletic schedule every day with a mimeograph machine. <laughs> if anybody remembers what that is. Ephraim, I bet you don't even know what that is. That's with chalk, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hieroglyphics. We yeah. would draw the athletic schedule using chalk onto the ground. Mimeograph machine was this thing with like a blue carbon copy yep. that you'd spin around and it would, uh, it was a hassle. Never mind. I'm old. <laughs> we still have those that we can pull them up if you want to know. Have them saved somewhere. What bunk one had in 1983 on uh, uh, for athletic first period on Sunday? Yeah, I would like to know that. Yeah, it, it was stickball. <laughs> no, we didn't have stickball back then. No stickball. No, we had riflery though. Mm. So watch it. I still have the uh, BB guns. What do we got next? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are we to the end of the questions list? Or I is think that we got a couple one more? left. We got one left. Time left for one more question. All right. Yeah. Okay. And Alex, uh, Jordan. This question is kind of for everyone. I'm going to take this question because oh, okay. I'm curious. Or Ephraim, you take it. You know, we're in the sort of home stretch from the home from the camp preparation standpoint. Like the year-round staff, we're getting ready, and uh, I'm just curious from all of you guys. Your like, what's your routine? How do you start getting ready for camp? How do you make that transition? What are some of the things that you get a chance to do that you know, like camp is around the corner. I know for me, when I was a camper, it was always like when I went to Target, like that, mm-hmm. then it got real. Like <laughs> I got my toiletries, I got my egg crate. Like when I, when I w- did the Target run, then it was really, really happening. Yeah. Um, so what's your prep for camp? How does that work? What are some of the things that you look forward to and, and how do you know it's real? Well, I definitely know that it's starting to get ready for camp when school finally ends. Cause <laughs> you're like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's get this summer started. And also that famous target run too even though throughout the year my mom and i are always trying to get like like certain necessities i need for camp but yeah it's like getting everything all together in that giant duffel in my underbed box in all of these bags it's possible many ways i can store everything so you you do the target run year round like (laughs) Like you're prepping yeah i pray yeah like there's a sale on 
shampoo, oh, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we got We it. have to make sure we get everything on sale. Just <laughs> love it. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> um, for me, it's probably when the, like, electives come out or when the questions, the, like, camper. Questions. Like the forms, like the, the yeah, letter the for- to your When the counselor. forms come out, yeah. Then when people start choosing elect, I mean, we're doing arena this year, but when people start signing up for electives, that's when I'm like, oh, my God, camp is right around the corner. Wait, Jordan, what's arena? I don't know. That oh, it's it's stressful. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's um, Michelle just broke out into hives. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, well, Bo Grimm and Bo Grote, the four oldest bunks, um, we sit in the dining hall, like, in a semicircle, and there are tables set up in a semicircle with, um, like, there's the art staff at one table and the drama staff at another table. So and you're like picking so ele- you're picking electives. That's yeah, the, the but it's like first come first serve. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you basically you have to run to the table into the elective you <laughs> oh want. Oh my god. So yeah. bas- it gets really chaotic. They <laughs> say not to run, but like to get what you want, you kind of have to sprint. People wear sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we. Like we get in full athletic gear, like to do. No, I'm kidding. If I am do people train in anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I'm supposed to answer questions tonight, but can I ask a question? Go for it. So we we've contemplated eliminating arena. No, no, no. I like arena. <laughs> <Okay>. because <laughs> just making sure. It's stressful and sure. fun, but it's like worth it in the you're end. Sounds like it's very scary. You're guaranteed to get the elective that you want if you run to it. <laughs> okay. And we're good yeah. at staying then. Everybody yeah. to and it's Wait like fun because you get to this do stuff break- with your friends. Too. This is breaking news. Any rumors of arena going away can be dispelled, right, Michelle? Yes. yes thank All you. right, you heard it here. You heard it here first on Ten for Two, the Camptown Horror Podcast. And just to mess with Michelle, do you just Jordan, Alex? Do you think it would be a good idea or a bad idea for Olimino Lote to also do arena? I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, the Oles, I don't know if they can handle. It would handle. get violent. <laughs> it would get very violent. All right, good. We'll, we'll keep it the way it is. We'll keep it the way it is. <laughs> you don't want them arguing and complaining because that's what they're just going to do. They're like, no, I want that one, and they're not going to be There's too happy. There's going to be somebody who, like, falls. Um, there's going to be tears. But that doesn't happen crying. with Bogren Bogart? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we've no had tears. a few people fall, but um, no, tears. no tears. Okay. <laughs> but that's a good segue arena lives that's how i know i'm getting close to camp i start crying a lot more <laughs> uh-huh. when i'm getting very very close it's just constant oh, yeah. tears flowing for no reason mm-hmm. just really maybe it's the pollen yeah. I it's <laughs> i'm sure it's tears of happiness right if i it is and not tears of sheer panic no it is actually like to- it is a little panic but it is like i feel like we're throwing a party and we've been planning 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 and like June 1st is that awkward like half an hour before the party starts where you're just like is yeah. anybody going to actually show to this thing <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. and we're just waiting there and we're like mostly ready and we're just like alright can you guys just get here already because we're ready to do this uh-huh. and I'm sure by day by the end of day one you're like what was I worried about everybody loves camp it's impossible to screw up although if anyone could do it uh, no I'm just kidding go ahead no by day I'm one saying. I'm so tired already that I'm like I don't yeah. remember what I was nervous <laughs> about I'm so overwhelmed with all the th- there's so much going on and, yeah. then, and then the irony is the, the seven and a half weeks or whatever you guys do it it just flies by like crazy right isn't that weird isn't uh-huh, it absolutely. like it's, it's still a weird thing yeah. Yeah. yeah you wake up on the last day and you're like how did how did we get here I know yeah, yeah. It's actually just as a quick pivot, like for me and Amanda's going into her first summer in a few years and Michelle and I haven't gotten this tradition, but you guys as campers never get a chance to see this. But one of my favorite traditions, it's just, it's, it's different because it's not with the rest of camp, but 
it's sort of part of my routine and sort of part of my ritual that I'm the last one at camp at the end of the season. Like there's different stages, right? Campers will go home and then staff will stay for the next night and then they'll go home. And then a lot of the department heads and head counselors will stay for a little bit longer and then they'll go home and then support staff will eventually go home. And our maintenance year round crew will take a couple days off because they've been working. My kids and my family will all go home. And then I just kind of like walk around camp and it's, in my first summer, I was really nervous that it would be super depressing. And one of the things that I think is so cool is that like, it sounds sappy and corny, but really like the camp grounds, (laughs) thank you. The camp grounds really just sort of like, it needs it. And you can see it sort of getting ready and being like, I can't wait to next summer. And the lake is quiet and calm. And it's like, it's been a great summer. We'll see you next year. And we can't wait. Always says to me like at the end of camp, when I go, like we'll go out to dinner, like the night or two nights after camp is all over and she'll be like you have to sit at the table she's like you can't this is a restaurant you can't just walk around the dining hall and you can't just go up into the front and ask everybody else to clear their plates she's like that's not how this works in the real world sit down and enjoy your meal it's so weird showering without shoes for the first time (laughs) oh my god that's the scariest part about getting home I get home and like I almost wore my shoes in the shower once (laughs) my mom was like what are you doing I was like I'm not supposed to wear my shoes. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> and with that, the countdown to showering with your shoes is on. Yeah. We can't wait for everyone to be up at camp with us. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. This thank was awesome. You. Really, really appreciate it. Amanda, Michelle, thank you guys for all the work that you do to make camp awesome and for getting us ready. And ladies, Bunk 18 this summer. It's going to be awesome. Woo! Countdown begins 50 days. Yay. <laughs> thank you for listening to 10 for 2, the Camp Telenor podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, by the way, special thanks to Alex and Jordan. Can we have a hand for Alex and Jordan for uh, the job they did? Let's have a virtual applause as well. Um, I am, I could not be more delighted that you guys are the future of Telnor. You guys are absolutely uh, amazing. What happened to my uh, outro music? There it is. Um, and when you listen to Camp Telnor Podcast 10 for 2, please remember that it's sponsored by Northern Lights Entertainment. Northern Lights Entertainment, you you need a DJ, an entertainment company, for your bar mitzvah or any extravaganza, really, check them out at northernlightsentertainment.com. Proud sponsor of 10 for 2, the Camp Tell Knower podcast. On behalf of Ephraim Mutowitz, I'm Dave, just a guy who went to Tell Knower in the 80s or something. I don't know. But if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or someone you were in Bunk 18 with way back when or someone who you sat at Table 17 with, Table Best of All, of course. And we'll see you next time on 10 for 2, the Camp Tell Knower podcast. <laughs>